Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to an all-new 2019 rendition of Real Tales from the Barside. This is the podcast that talks about the shit that goes down at the bar, at the restaurant, after hours. We're talking about everything here. We've got great guests, everybody ranging from busboys to owners of major conglomerate restaurant corporations. We got it all. So lock in, get ready, stay tuned for Real Tales from the Bar Side. Welcome to another episode, a very special episode, of Real Tales from the Bar Side. This is an exciting one for me. I'm kind of pumped. I've wanted to do this for a while, and there's really no better time to do this. Boston's been on a roll as far as as sports go. We've been doing okay. And living in New York... Being really knowledgeable with sports, but in no way a part of the actual media, I decided it was time to really kind of break down what it's like to live in a major market where you're rooting for an adversarial major market. <laughs> and that's it to, to break this down with me. Got one of my really good friends, Arnold Kim, in yeah. to talk shop, man. Yeah, man. Nice to be here. Yeah. Yeah, finally. We're both rocking Celtics shirts. Yep. Um, got the Pierce. They don't. They don't deserve it after last night. But nah, we'll get to that. Okay. We'll get to that. We'll save it for later. So the kind of started with Boston. I guess more than anything uh, with Boston with the Red Sox. I got hired by the Yes Network, which is basically for anybody listening oh, in, right, in Massachusetts. Yeah, in Massachusetts. <laughs> yeah. Yes is New York's version of Nesson, and they're actually working on potentially a partnership with Nesson to bring the character back. But they hired me to be. A Red Sox fan living in New York. Yeah, those are good ads, actually. And they're fun. Yeah, they're they a were ton really of fun. Good. It was they just were really good. pulling out our hair, obnoxious yeah. Boston people yeah. living in New York, and how we deal with that, and how it sucks to be in a place that isn't your home, rooting for somebody when everywhere you look, it's it's enemy territory. Yeah, although there are a lot of people from Boston here. Tons. Yeah. No, we definitely it's have true. a following. Yeah, but they had to stop airing them. And shooting I mean, them because the, we did the so well. The mayor's from Boston. But we did, yeah. De Blasio's a Red Sox <laughs> And then fan, Bloomberg's from Boston. It's, and Bratton was from Boston. It's it's a Boston Everyone who cleaned Haven. up this town is from Boston. It's mostly. Yeah, right? <laughs> 100%. So they they had to stop shooting them. They're hoping to bring them back as the Yankees signings in the offseason become oh, more okay. relevant. And everything is just a little bit more competitive, hopefully. Right. Red Sox have a shit bullpen. Yeah, they don't, fine. They don't really have one right yeah. now. They will be fine, but I think yeah. everybody's banking in New York on them faltering. But the crazy thing about this World Series, and specifically this team, is I didn't think I would ever like a team more than the one with Pedro and Manny and Ortiz. Like, those are yeah. iconic guys. Pedro is yeah. my all-time favorite Red Sox. No. This team potentially leapfrogged them as far as just how exciting they were. I'm just shocked that the Red Sox hired a Puerto Rican manager. It's a big, it's news, <laughs> I mean, man. I, you know, grew up there, and, like, I love the town. I mean, I was born in Mass General, so every time someone says about Boston, I'm just, they look at me like, what? I'm like, hey, man, that's my town. But, you know, I grew up in the Red Sox. Like, I remember my late father, we would go and see Carl Yastrzemski at Fenway when peanuts were 50 cents. And my dad, <laughs> my dad, the first thing he would do when he got in the third base grandstand, he'd go, peanuts, and, like, the Peanuts would come flying over, and he would get, get it, and everyone would pass it down. I had my glove, and Rico Petroselli took shortstop. And that place was so white. <laughs> and so, like, totally. when we walked in, they, but they, everybody was cool to us. I still remember this one guy, like, 
the, the cheer at that time was we want to hit. And all the kids would start it. And, the, I, and I started this like, we want to hit, we want to hit. I had my glove and stuff. And this guy with a big stogie was blown in my face. He's like, yeah, kid, we want to hit. <laughs> 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 but, I mean, I never imagined, like, you know, I would see the day like, Red Sox had a Puerto Rican manager. It's wild. I know. And I was like, you know what? That was karma. <laughs> it's overdue. It yeah. really is. It's, so, it's wildly overdue. For so the town's like getting better whenever I hear the stuff this everybody talks about i'm like i know i know i know but jesus come on i knew what a big i remember what a big deal ozzy again was yeah because baseball as a whole has been notoriously crusty old white managers (laughs) it's it's really nfl owner looking people and now it's skipper older white ones like aaron boone yeah. He's terrible, New York. You should be ashamed of yourself. They know. You got an ESPN broadcaster? What is wrong with you? The big thing about Boone <laughs> is that any Yankees fan will say straight up to you, I, I can't believe we got rid of Girardi. That was a front office, and that wasn't a fan yeah, clamoring. Everyone wanted to keep yeah. Girardi. And yeah. by all accounts, they should have. He was they a really good manager Girardi. for them. And Girardi would like save people on the... Uh, on the on the Taconic Parkway and fix their he was tires. A, yeah, remember that story? Yeah. And he was a smart dude. He was an engineering major at Northwestern. I mean, it's just so funny. But I am glad the Yankees are better. That was an incredible series. We need them to be competitive oh, for it to it mean so, so much loud. to us. It hasn't been that loud since, I think, when I went to the old Yankee Stadium in 2004. And I saw that game when the Red Sox beat the Yankees. I was in the old Yankees. No shit. Third deck. Actually, I was. You rewind the the uh, when the Johnny Damon second home run when he hits it into the upper right field deck. I was sitting next to these four kids who had Red Sox shirts on. My friend, this is a funny story actually. My I was in my old kung fu class, <laughs> and one of these guys who was a huge Yankee fan, he goes to me, right before Game 7, he, he calls me up and he said, do you want a ticket? And I said, uh, why? You're not going to go? He goes, I can't go. I said, why? I just can't go. And I realized, <laughs> oh my God, these people are scared. Yeah. I, I was scared, but I couldn't believe they were scared. So anyway, he gives me his ticket. I get there. I go on the a third, upper third deck, and these four kids sit down. These four kids are next to me. And um, they all had Red Sox jet, uh, shirts on. Oh, cool. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, you guys are Red Sox fans. And he said, oh, yeah, dude, we just came in. Uh, we just came in from the bus and uh, bought some tickets out in the street. I'm like, whoa, really? He said, I think, I think they spent like 100 bucks. Something not, not – People were terrified. Yeah, they huh? were terrified. Like the people in New York were – I remember Spike Lee was saying, like, you know, he was like, I'm not fronting. I'm scared. And, and so this guy – I said, I hope we don't get beat up tonight. And he goes, oh, don't worry about it. See that guy over there? And like the fourth guy down, he goes, yeah, that guy's a lieutenant in the Marines, and he just came back from Iraq two weeks ago. We're, we're okay. <laughs> we're safe. That's <laughs> awesome. So I was like, okay. And then it turns out that this cop who was up you know, patrolling the area because the day before, that was the game where the A-Rod hamburger help, helper hand knocked oh, the ball right, out of yeah, Bronson yeah. and Royals mitt. And the balls came flying down. This cop next to us actually was on the field that game before. So they were all patrolling, making sure nothing was bad is going to happen. But he turns to the four kids and he goes, I'm a Red Sox fan too. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it was so good. So, But that poor guy, like around the sixth inning, somebody found out, the Yankee fans found out they was a Red Sox fan. I came back after I went to a hot dog or something, and the guy was – had his helmet as, and he was taking out the, um, some liquid paper towels. Like, what happened? He goes, 
Oh, some Yankee fan just poured beer in my helmet. <laughs> oh God! And I kind of miss those days. Well, that's it the was. Day. It was so. That is the. I gotta give it to New York. A New York crowd is so loud. It's old Yankee Stadium. Oh yeah, it was, oh, but that. it was the loudest outdoor sporting event. Maybe well, outside of a concert, but it was so loud. That place was vibrating when Pedro came in. Nice. It was so loud, and I went, "Wow!" You know, it's. That's the one thing about New York. It's it's pretty amazing when a lot of people get going. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And it's great when Boston just shuts them up. <laughs> and they feel the exact same way <laughs> I about know us. It's, the, it's one of those things, if you're going uh, into enemy territory, you better win. Oh, God. I heard Frances on the fan after the, oh, I'm sorry, we're going to get the Patriots later. But he was just like, oh, yeah, you know. I got some intel that Ernie Adams did some cheating on the Super Bowl. I'm like, God, you guys, you guys just hate hate losing. Oh my God, it's the worst. Nobody likes Boston. I know it's so funny. Unless you're from there, or you're a transplant, or you have a grandparent from New England, something's gone on. Like we're not lovable losers. No, and it's it's whatever the opposite is. I guess that makes us winners. Yeah, right uh, by default. No, I know it's great. God, of all things that of this place I'm going to like, you know, do spinning and stuff. Anyway, this instructor goes, he's from England. He loves Boston. I don't know <laughs> That's what, great. Yeah. And he's like, hey, Arnie, who are you rooting for the Super Bowl? I said, embrace the hate. It's coming, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, the, but bars, the bar's last day. Oh, yeah. What happened was at your bar? On Super Bowl. Yeah. And it, it closed down money, rent, taxes, whatever. Yeah. You know? Issues. Right. It, it closed. We've covered that um, on a bunch yeah. of different episodes we've shot in the past week. Who knows when we'll release them? No, but, but I was talking about like what about the Super Bowl, the, the the Red Sox or whatever in the bar when you were when the games were going on. The World Series. Yeah. Or, oh, or any of the things. This year. Yeah. This year was great because I had two of my best friends from home. <laughs> one's like a brother to me, and the other one's just become a really close friend over the years. Eric and Jeff, and they came in. They own a barber shop in Mass. So they came in for some barber. It was like a, a workshop with some master barber from L.A. Oh, and they in were New just, York? Yeah, they were trying That's to. Weird. They were trying yeah. to up. It was great. Yeah. It was super cool, and they got a ton out of it. But yeah. they were here for the, the last two games of the series. Oh, so they so went to the bar. So it was so much fun. We yeah. we met other Red Sox fans oh, that's good. earlier in the series, and we ended up for the last two games just bringing a bunch of people in. Oh, good. We had somewhere oh, between 15 to 20 like, oh, Sox fans, which awesome. is fucking crazy yeah. because, you know what, we yeah. shame New York a bit. Red Sox fans need to be ashamed of themselves a little bit because I went to the, the last game, what was it, game five or six in the Yankees series this year? It was five. I think it was they five. Won five. So game five, I was back in my hometown. I went to Cask and Flagon oh. in Marshfield, Massachusetts on 139. And it was like a Tuesday night. Right. But it's fucking game. It's the deciding game against New no York. There. there were five of us. There were five yeah. fucking people sitting around watching this game. And I, I well, couldn't Well, it was in L.A., it. I get it. But still, I'm with you. It's become such a football town. It's a, it's a total football town. You know, frankly, like, you know, they were the hometown team, but... You, I'm just not a football fan, but my God, I was. Oh, actually, that's funny. Um, I had I was coming back from Boston. My my mom's still in Lexington, so I was like, okay, I'll, I'm going to South Station and come back down on the bus. And I got on the red line, and it's just the time that everyone's filing into town. And it was such a nice day. It was like 60 degrees, really freaky for February. So I just got on the red line, and I get to park, and 
streams, streams of people are coming off like they go, everyone's got the Gronk shirt and the Brady shirt. The one kid was inspired had the Devlin shirt. That nice. was, the, that was nice. But then I just sat there and I, and I taped it just on the red line while the doors were open on Park Street because people, and you know, everyone was coming back, hey, yeah, Pats. And then they started seeing my camera and they started doing this whole thing. Like, yeah. And then one kid goes, hey, are you filming? Am I on this? They think it's real. Yeah. <clears throat> right at the end, right at the end of the video, this one kid comes by. He looks at it and gives it the finger. Total blasting. <laughs> it's total totally Boston. Boston. 100%. It is. And I said, and this is why I love the town. Yeah. But it's like all these football fans. And I was like, oh, my gosh. What happened here? It's 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 a, it's, it's kind of sick. It's crazy. Yeah, it and borders it really on is. like like cult. I root like, for history. I think you and I are pretty much on the same page yeah. with, the, with the big three teams because I root for history with the Patriots. I love yeah, watching what they're doing. Six but, is a lot. But but the NFL is a disgusting organization. Yeah. Oh, it's awful. And I'm not a huge football guy either. No, but 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 the, but the weird thing is like the the uh, the zeitgeist was incredible, and I went wow because I never grew up with this. I mean, when I was watching the Patriots, they were a joke. Right. <laughs> I yeah. mean, this is. I old, used to. I, I would, delivered newspapers for the Patriot Ledger, okay, on the oh, South Shore. Yeah, it's and true. they would have contests for their paper <laughs> to boys see who goes. to see who would ride yes. the fucking bus for no money because you got like five subscriptions that week. I know. And then me and a friend, I grabbed Joel Dam one week, and I don't even remember who the other. And we went to Foxborough to watch in those and, shitty bleacher oh, seats. Oh yeah, exactly. It's like the, it's like. Harvard Stadium, where it's like the cement, 100%. where you'd have to bring the cushion and it had the number in that little spot. So you, it, but you if you the cushion, you were tortured. And if, if you, you sat, I remember doing the and um, you'd have to get like uh, um, like heaters and stuff. If your fat guy was next to you, you'd be screwed. And there was, I remember my father gave me a flask for brandy <laughs> and sugar because he knew it would be cold, and it was so good because it went to my toes after it was freezing. But I, but it was like that was the days like the old Schaefer Stadium, like Schaefer beer, right? And um, and the astroturf was basically one of your welcome mats on a, on a cement floor. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> and you could roll the football down, and it would go a hundred yards. It was like a it was like a pool table, but but now I look at I was like thinking about those days and the, all these people and rocking them down. I'm like, oh my god, because I think you know we were the same. But you know, the last until the Patriots won in one and then set off the chain reaction. Boston hadn't won in what, fifteen, sixteen, six? Yeah, eighty six was the Celtics. Celtics. Yeah. So that was like a big black hole, you know. Um, so when when this happened, I saw what's going on. I'm like, oh my god, everybody just thinks we're going to win here, and it's kind of sad because everyone kind of like expected it. So you did you believe during the first Rams Super Bowl in 01 or 02, I guess that year that, oh, that right. we were going to win? You know, I did actually because what? Oh, that was this is that the was other the Kung Fu school. Okay, yeah. So um, and it was they were 14 point underdogs. And um, were they fucking fourteen yeah, points? Yeah. Holy and shit! I, and I and I was living in Carroll Gardens at the time, and these two Italian guys were on the corner in front of Shadow's funeral home on Court Street, and they were just like talking, talking smack, I mean, because this is like that. That's like Mafia Central, basically. <laughs> Still, is it really? It kind of is. Okay. Well, you know, because the Cosa Nostra, whatever, is like less now. It's kind of moved to Brighton Beach. Sorry, folks, but it has. Um, but um. <laughs> 
<laughs> so these guys are like, oh, you know, hey, yeah, I don't know. This is Super Bowl, 14 points. And I walk by him, and they go, it's too much. And they go, he's their right. <laughs> <laughs> They're right. <laughs> and Dang. so I went and I pounded it. And then I was like, I knew this was going to happen. I kind of knew it was going to happen. It was just too much of a spread. It was a pure number shot. It wasn't like a team thing. But I remember going in the next day to the Kung Fu school and and the um, the Super Bowl. He, he didn't really know anything about it. But he's like, my team just won the football game. And he's like, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> and that was like the start of everything. But I still think – I'm still trying to figure out with 01 with the Patriots or 04 with the Red Sox was bigger. I still think 04 for the Red Sox 100%. was bigger. 100%. No, that's yeah. – see, so the, the shift to a football town happened it happened in when 01. Moss came. I, I think, uh, like, when they had those I three, think, everyone uh, was like, holy shit. But the Red Sox win was still bigger. Oh, much bigger. The undefeated season uh, that we got know, defeated man. in, I feel like, was the turning point. I feel like that's when everyone was like, this wasn't just a quick little dynasty uh, that we got lucky in. Point. This is something sustainable. And for me, I really turned it on. I, I really rooted for the Pats through all of that, but I turned it on after the Seattle Super Bowl. Once, yeah. once it was like, holy shit. Oh, that was, was that Deflategate stuff. Yeah. Right. So we're, we had Which he did, Boston. They did it. <laughs> Who cares? They taped it. Doesn't matter. Everyone tapes. Everyone deflates the balls. 100%. Everybody cheats. Everyone's a PEDs. It's football. Sorry. But it's one of those things, too. I usually get off on a little bit of a rant, especially with Deflategate. Because Spygate, I thought, was a little bitch ratting out the Pats because they were pissed they were winning. Right, I feel like that's pretty much what happened. Yeah, but Belichick shouldn't have done it too. He shouldn't have done it, but it it doesn't really matter. He did it. He cheated. He got caught. But you know, everyone's taping. Yeah, and you know he got ratted out, and that's what made it kind of shitty to me. Deflategate. What no one talked about. You still don't know where those two guys are. Nobody (laughs) mentioned this at all. The fucking soundbite. I think the next day in the morning that everyone overlooked was Aaron Rodgers saying. Well, yeah, I like my balls overinflated. Oh, yeah. I mean, and nobody talked about it. Well, it's, and a, it's just it's a fucking yeah, matter of I preference. We, yeah, it's a weird thing. I, I guess we can get into the media too. But there was there was um I think it was was Brad Johnson. I think he might have played. Was he? Was, I think he played for Tampa Bay. But he admitted that he screwed up. Uh, not screwed up. Tampered with the footballs when they won the Super Bowl. I think that was Gruden. And um, I'll have to look that. I can't remember that. But I remember Brad Johnson specifically said at Super Bowl that he did tamper with the football. And no one talked about it. And no one it. gave a shit. Yeah, because it's, a, it's Boston. It's a Patriot, which is good. So this is the good thing about Boston. You are better than everybody else. You're smarter than everybody else. <laughs> you have marijuana now. You have health care. There's a lot of progression you know? there. Yeah. It really so is it's like cool. you now a Puerto Rican manager. You have a Mormon GM in the Celtics. I mean, you you have 17 streets named David Ortiz Way now. It's come on, so let's go. So like, but it's still the same town. The guy gives me the finger on it the subway 100%. on the video. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. To button up the Pats, though, I really think there are those. We have three generations of Brady Belichick. There's the first yeah. three wins. It's come in amazing. There's where they couldn't win the two giant Super Bowls right. and the perfect. Well, season. they should have won one of those. Absolutely. Yeah. And then there's the th- the three that they just right. wrapped up. Because if you think about it, you know what? 
one of the Giants games they should have won, but they should definitely should have lost Atlanta, and they definitely should have lost Seattle. Seattle, and 100%. they should have kind of lost this one too. No, I never so, thought for a second. So, they and the first doing three this. that were really close. So you could, they all kind of six and three actually kind of is right. I think so too. Yeah, the perfect season is still the one that hurts the most. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. And I, I love I, the Moss Welker era and the fact that they never got a Super Bowl. I love that defense too. They it, were oh good. my god, was it was fun to watch. Yeah. They were a really fun team. But you know what? I because I, I was. It's funny every time I there's a soup um, a championship in Boston. I always go to Lexington and watch my mother because my mother has never lost a championship. Every time I've been at my her house, or where I grew up, she's never. Lost. In fact, the Red Sox won on her birthday in 2004. Oh no shit. <laughs> yeah, with a blood red moon. Oh, my God. Yeah, so she's never lost. And now she's getting older. She fell asleep, and then she woke up. She's like, okay, we won. <laughs> I can't. It's expected now. Yeah. From everybody. But it's just kind of funny. But no, I just like couldn't go on through the streets. And I, I thought, wow, there were a lot of people. And then they get in a fight at the end, and the kid gets head planted into the uh, the. the the, the street because they're getting a brawl at the end of the parade. I'm like, this is so typical of this town. It is, and it's all on a weekday. And these people, I get, I got on the subway, went around 10.30. People were drunk at Alwife in Cambridge. There was a line all the way from outside the one bathroom to like, must have been like 50 feet to mm-hmm. where the tickets guys were like to, for, to buy the thing. I was like, I have never seen this before. It's That's nuts. when it really hit me that the Patriots are now, um, they own the town. They do. They really do. And they've earned it. They've totally earned that. I just don't like the league. And I think the game has, uh, it's hard for me to criticize the game. I can't stand the league, but it's hard for me to criticize the game after seeing what's happened to basketball. That's the issue I have where it's kind of like, shit, yeah. I can't really criticize the actual game when basketball has turned into something I really don't enjoy nearly as much as I used to. Yeah, I know. It's the pussification of basketball that's really, you can't touch anybody yeah. anymore. And it's also kind of like, well, they're going to make half court a four-point shot now? Guys well, just launch them from, from half court. Don't touch me. I'm just going to shoot from here. Yeah, but that's why I wish they'd bring back a little bit of hand-checking and hoops. So 100%. At least, yeah, so 100%. come on. Like, this is ridiculous. It's like I went to my nephew's game. Um, the other day, he's at, at Andover High School. He's the point guard, really good. These kids are jacking up f- f- if, like 25 threes in high school. Yeah. Like when I was growing up, if you took a 1920 footer, we get screamed at for not going to the box and getting a layup. Oh, you're doing suicides. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And now it's just expected. Well, you know what? You'll hit the next one. And so everybody just thinks, okay, Steph Oh, well, Curry, I, Steph I get Curry, it. Steph I mean, I, and I do. I blame Patino for this because it's a mathematical thing. So if you shoot the 40%, it's better, you know, and you, you, it's better, it's going to be the equal equivalent of 60% from two. I get the whole thing, right? But, you know, come on. At least the fouls, which is another reason why yeah. I think people like football so much because they, oh, yeah, you pound them, pound them, pound them. That's certain extent cocky, but, you know, I don't even understand that sport. So Yeah, we're just going to apologize now to Bruins fans. <laughs> I know. I, I don't I'll know root the first for you thing later. about hockey. Yeah. I, I hope for the best. Yeah. It's the hometown team, yeah. but I, we, neither <laughs> yeah. one of us knows the first I don't understand what, you know, what's going on. I will say this, oh, though. Oh, I just said, clear the puck. My cousins <laughs> play for Marshfield High, and I'm going back to see them in a game. And high school hockey, where you know 
not only the people mm. on the ice, but you know the people in the stands, and yeah. it's a smaller arena, and it's so it's it's probably the best live sport, truthfully. It is, yeah. I it's fucking so. amazing. It it's really so true. much fun. Yeah, to it is really. Fun. I saw Gretzky at the Garden. I was like, whoa! It is so super fast. Yeah, but yeah, I still don't wild. understand it. I don't either. Yeah, but so with that said, rules wise, we know basketball's changed. We know football's changed as far as the game goes. Baseball people bitched a lot this season about starters not going past the fifth inning and how that's really changed the oh, game. Oh, the Brewers. Yeah, I I kind of agree. I like a star. I liked Roy Halladay. I loved Pedro. I mean, these were my guys growing up that they did complete games. They went out there and pitched, and they were there eight nine innings. I a mean, you know, I remember watching Louis Tiant in Fenway. That guy was my favorite guy. He there was one game he must have thrown two hundred thirty pitches. No shit. Yeah, and he just get up every fifth day and doing it. I don't know, maybe it's the wussification of America, too. So it's just like, come on, man. Everyone's like, oh, well, my arm's going to... Come on, man. This is it's, it's just yeah. it's just different now. It is. And it's just different. And now they're trying to... they got a couple of rules. Did you see the modifications they're trying to make? They're trying to get rid oh, of the, the DH baseball. in the National League. I actually, the only thing I... Re- well, actually, there's a lot of things that I did like, but I like the pitch clock. I think if you just have the pitch clock... Uh, the 20-second t- I mean, pitch Yeah, clock? if you have the so pitch the- clock in there, I think it cures all the things. I'm 100% in on the pitch I clock. I bet you the, t- the games will shrink an hour, at least, if they have a pitch clock. So basically, yeah. they just want to add a 20-second clock that you have 20 seconds to throw a right. pitch. Which is a long fucking time. Right, come and on. Unless you're shaking a guy off a ton... Yeah. And you're just one of the slowest delivery guys. It's yeah. still a shitload of time. Yeah, you like you can if you and if they just did that alone, I bet you. But the thing is, is like baseball's so stupid, and I mean because we're from Boston, we you know we're we're privy to all of this, and because we won again, so <laughs> um, but no, baseball, it's free agency still, well, and this no is one a knows. Huge problem. This is a huge problem because it used to be so exciting. Well, first, the one thing left in the rules that they want to change, which I think is ridiculous that I want to point out first before we go to free agency, is that they want to make any pitcher that gets put into the game have to face three batters. Oh, yeah. Fuck that. That's crazy. That's situational pitching matchups. How much fun is it to watch Jose Reyes come out of the bullpen for the Mets? Because they've pissed through every single reliever situationally. I love that part of the game. Yeah, I, I just think they're make they're tanking around too much to the edges and just it's a it's a it's a time it's the pitch it's who's holding the ball the most the pitcher it's sports it's not that hard the pitcher's holding the ball the most if you speed him up then the game will yeah. get faster it's pitch not the clock. commercials pitch clock. it's not the warm up music it's not selling hot dogs during the stupid Indian. I mean it's just dumb come on people let's go but, but you know it's like you know. It's just somebody's justifying a job in the league office, I think. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> so I hope I'm with you. I hope I don't really give a shit what they do with the DH in the National League. I really don't care. It's not our yeah. league. I don't care. Um, it is pitch a better clock game, is a great though, idea. I think pitch clock's a great idea. You prefer National? I think the National League with the pitcher batting definitely is more strategy. I definitely hundred oh, percent. Yeah, I think it's. I think it actually is a better game. But you know what? It's kind of good that there's one of each, I think. I didn't think so, but I like it that way. I, I like it, too, when yeah. it comes down to the World Series. Yeah, because you know what? When Mitch Moreland came in and hit that home run in Los Angeles and the whole place went crazy, I'm like, DH didn't really matter there, did it? Yeah, true. Well, when you have <laughs> that a, a was strategic most, manager that yeah, doesn't really give a shit and was, can plan for that. Oh, that home run. That was amazing. It was so, I mean, and, and there were so many Red Sox fans in L.A., 
and I don't care. I have family in L.A., and I do like the town, but those fans suck. They really do. L.A. fans suck. <laughs> Running I, pains in I the I mean, ass. okay, the rating for the Super Bowl in L.A. was just a little below the average, which is telling you something about the, the L.A. fans. Okay, I get that, but it's still a big number. But they suck. They don't show up. And th- although I gotta say, they must have bought every p- ticket in the Garden, Matt la- Boston Garden last night. There were a lot of Lakers fans. There were there. a ton of Lakers yeah. fans. We'll so, get to that. Yeah, That's insane. Yeah, yeah. That's just nuts. But um, but you're on to something with baseball free agency. Yeah. You really are because it used to be the winter meetings in December it's, were so fucking exciting yeah. to follow. And then the, by the following week, the week after winter meetings, everybody who mattered right. was signed. Everyone was doing hot stove, and they know who was in the hotel lobby and yeah. wherever San Diego. Or Miami, or you know Zimbabwe, wherever they were, and you know who they were trying to get. And people were like, "Does anyone care about Bryce Harper?" How about Manny Machado? Machado. Nobody How cares. About Craig fucking Kimbrell, the guy who yeah. closed the game to oh, win Kimbrel. the fucking World Series. I mean, guy, guy, well, actually, gave, no, that was Chris Sale. Yeah, but credit Kimbrel, where the due. guy who gave heart attacks to six states. Oh, I almost I let passed him go. out due to a lack of oh, oxygen boy, because I of his swear. weirdo bat wing stance. Oh, all Dumb. through November. I like the Lady October, Yankee Stadium the fuck, Whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she was a trip. She was a trip. I like That's that. That's why New York's good. But here, it's February. <clears throat> Who gives a shit? So it's mid-February, and the biggest free agent names aren't signed in baseball. Yeah. And no one no cares. No one cares. It's stopped. Like, it's kind of like, it's oh, so worst. we're going to do this? Well, it's shit. It's the worst. And the demographic basketball. is worse. Like, like, the people are watching it are like, well, you know, they're old. And uh, sorry, folks, they are. They're getting older, and they're losing the young... And young people, and there's no, and there's no buzz around the town. It's like this is ridiculous. I mean, maybe it's because football's taken over because football is a better TV sport. Yeah. yeah. It, well, I think it has a lot to do with just the yeah. ADD culture too, where it's possibly. Kind of, I mean, baseball's but, just not and conducive. You know, to and that. you have to throw betting in there too. But I mean, you know, I grew up with baseball, and so, and I'm clinging to it. But who? It's honestly. Red Sox-Yankee games are like five hours long. Yeah. You can fly to most countries in that time. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Yeah. I they... mean, I think I've literally got... I went to Mexico City to do a movie. I think I, I, I did. I think it was like a five, six, seven, something like that. I got off the plane and I checked my phone on Wi-Fi and I did the app. And I, the game was still on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in another country. I went through customs. Damn. <laughs> it's so crazy. Come on, let's go, people. But you know what? It's still good when Red Sox win. It that is. Was, that was a great. The, it, the, I was really glad when the Yankees played the Red Sox. Everyone in Boston was like, oh, no, we're going to well, lose. Well, 07, it was they great. Cleveland, 07, they had to play Cleveland, and it, it just wasn't the same. No, because Yankee Stadium was so loud. Yeah. With all those frat boys named Chip. And Chase and Anderson, and they're all from Duke and screaming and like drinking their beers. And I was like, what is this? A bro session here? It was awesome. (laughs) You know, and I was like, all right. You know, and the one Dominican kid from the Lower East Side with an Ortiz shirt on. I'm like, all right, boy. And they wanted to kill him. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, it was great. I'm sure. But that's what it's about. I mean, but that's what it's about. So. I just remembered, my friend Drew, he had this crazy idea. Um, he wanted to start, uh, uh, now before podcasting, he wanted to start this show called The Extreme Sports Fan, mm-hmm. where you would go in and basically it was like the jerky boys for sports. Okay. 
So one day... Anybody who doesn't remember the Jerky Boys, yeah. prank callers yeah. from the 90s, hilarious. Yeah. They would just What's that true TV show where they do that? those crazy things? Those uh, three impractical guys. jokes. Yeah, it's kind of like kinda that. Like it's kind of like that. Phone calls. But anyway, so um, my friend Drew and his buddy was an MTV uh, camera guy. They took two camcorders one day. And I got dressed up in a Ryan Tannehill shirt and a Miami Dolphins helmet. And we walked to a Jets game and did tailgating. And, and, I, and I go up to all these Jet fans, and they were, they were going, what the heck's going on? And I would just be this obnoxious, extreme sports guy. I, they would give me a beer. I'd drink the beer, and I'd say, okay, fine, and give shots. And this is like 11 in the morning. And then and then um, we'd say, hey, you want to throw the ball? You know, I take the football and just go out, go out, and I throw it down the other way of the parking lot and walk away. <laughs> <laughs> I, there's like a guy with like a Jets like little little statue. I picked it up and walked away, and I like dropped it off. And like the next thing, people were getting mad because they thought it was a joke. But then I started doing really like stupid things. Toward the end of the anyway, toward the end of the day, some guy. <laughs> blindsides me because he couldn't take anymore. And I go flying out in the parking lot. Oh <laughs> and the, 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 my friend Drew goes, okay, I think we're done. Yeah, in a tailgating atmosphere. That's yeah, it was about. really, it was funny. But I was thinking like, you know, this is basically what Boston and New York is all the way. way. It used to be like that. Um, and it hasn't been. It hasn't because yeah. New York can't win. Well, it's not only that, but you, you, you've teams. talked about the pussification. There's a combination. Maybe. It, it's half a one. Eight teams and they can't win. Well, it's seven teams and the New York Knicks. So that's like, this, this eight. come on, folks. How, what is it? like? I think there's 54 championships New York has. I think, but like 27 of them are the Yankees. I mean, the Celtics have 17 too. But there's eight teams. It's nuts. Yeah, and they haven't won. And it's like, you know, Forbes just said the Knicks are worth $4 billion. And the team stinks. But you know what? I went <laughs> I went to Celtics-Knicks a couple days ago, and it was the Knicks-JB team. It was right after the Porzingis trade. We'll get into this, too. Oh, yeah. But I can't believe how amazing it is to watch basketball in Madison Square Garden. Because oh, yeah. I go to Barclays it's all loud. the time for Nets games. And the Nets are kicking ass. They're yeah, doing they're really, really well. Good. But my God, MSG really is the mecca. It's an amazing place to watch no, basketball. No, it's a loud place. It's again, it's like they care, and I get and that's that New York. That's why they care, and I mean, it's it's like it's your cousins. You hate them, but they're your cousins. Yeah, a hundred percent. You know. I well, mean, hold on. Since '01, I just want to backtrack yeah. it. Pats six, Sox four. We got ten championships between then, the two of them, and then Bruins and Celtics won. Each. We're gonna take a quick break, yeah. and we'll get deep on the Celtics and the NBA trade deadline. This oh. year's team, 08 oh. team, all of it. Oh. We'll talk shop. Okay. Take a quick break, and we'll be back right after this. So, as you may have heard at this point, the Two Door Tavern's closed. I am no longer bartending, and. The Upper East Side's been down a couple bars. It lost Infirmary, it lost Two Door Tavern, it lost Parlor Steakhouse a little over a year ago. And the only real restaurant bar in that four block area on Third Avenue anymore is a place called Siena. S-I-E-N-A, Siena. It's an Italian restaurant. It's at 1580 Third Ave, right next door to where Two Door Tavern was, next to the nail salon that was the meat in our sandwich. They're still kicking, and it's a cool spot run by pretty cool people. A little more formal, a little upscale, good food, decent little bar, um, but worth checking out. If you're up there and you're like, fuck, what do I do? Two doors gone. 
Where do I go? What happens now? Go to Sienna. Try their polenta. Their polenta and their shanks. They got lamb shanks. I think they got some other shank. Delicious. Wonderful shanks at Sienna. So 1580 3rd Avenue, New York. Check them out. Have a bite. Tell them Matt Flynn sent you. We are back and ready to talk all things Celtics. Yeah. It's, it's been a weird run, man. Um, so basically, last year, they played the whole season without Gordon Hayward, and they played this, the back third of the season, including the playoffs, without Kyrie. Right. And these guys, these young kids, they just fucking kicked ass. You had Al Horford, who was basically the St. Bernard of the team. You know, he's just there, and he's got kids hanging on him, pulling his hair, and he's just kind of chilling, and he's still going to go rescue somebody that needs it and do his job. He's not sexy, but he's fucking phenomenal at what he does. Great defense. Right. He's got great post-up moves. You can use him in the the high pick and roll. I love Al. But then you had all these hungry kids, and they could see themselves – kind of clicking together. Yeah. And it was so amazing to watch that playoff run. They were, you know, 15 minutes away from going to the finals. Just go to the hoop. I know. I know. That whole game, Terry Rozier's threes and Smart's threes and everybody just jacking them up and missing. And now Marcus Smart is like in the top top three points. I love, that's my favorite Celtic. I love he's, Mark. He's, That's my favorite guy. He is my favorite Celtic right now, hands I down. Love. And he is also my most frustrating Celtic. I love Marcus. Hands Mark. down. Um, so Kyrie comes back this year. Gordon comes back this year. And Gordon's just such a shell of himself. He's playing more like Chandler Parsons than Gordon Hayward of old. Yeah. And and Irving is just such a fucking weird mercurial personality, but without the hostility. Like, I loved Rondo's mercurial personality because it would come out in aggression and competition, and he was just a fucking angry little fucker. I loved it. But Kyrie, he's criticized the teammates publicly. He's done all the things you shouldn't do. I mean, Durant went on that rant the other day. That was funny. Well, that's a thing. Yeah, we'll. I want to talk about that specifically, but the Celtics right now. So they played the Lakers, and they lost on a last Ugh. a last second jump shot by Rondo after he hit at least one, if not two, fucking yeah. three pointers well, in I that game, in, which Rondo can't do. Right, and that game too was also like the Celtics just kind of quit because they decided they were up by double digits and we're just going to win the game. Twenty something points. Yeah, and, and I was like, like oh, and yeah, then, yeah, and then all of a sudden, like. LA is never going to shoot three pointers like this the rest of the year. No. Kuzma went, what? It. Like Book six it. for no. eight or something they, they, crazy? I think they hit like 22 or something like something crazy. They're not going to shoot like this the rest of the year. And it's a national game. It's the Celtics. So, but they lost it because, and Steven said it too, because they didn't play defense. And I was like screaming. I'm like, are you guys going to play? And then when they finally put in the the kids and they went wild and they what they got the they they got the lead back and all kind of stuff and then Kyrie came in and he he looked like he was hurt to me actually, but then it was the same thing. It was like oh come on, come on. Well, his the... shot wasn't falling in the first half right. at all. Right, I think it's because he was out with a hip injury for a couple of days. But I also think like there's also this I getting back to the, I was thinking like Ainge would he trade Irving. He might trade him if he could. He can't now. Trade deadline passed. That's true, but he still might. You and, know? and it's one of those situations that's kind of like, all right, we know what this team is right now. And it's 
it's it's a beautiful thing. They have a lot of talented guys. The bench was like scored a gazillion points last night, so I'm not worried. I, actually, I'm not worried about this. Celtics. I'm not worried. I'm more worried about whether or not I really like this team. That's the thing I'm worried about. So smart, I love. He is my favorite Celtic. Yeah. He's gritty. He's everything Boston. He's yeah. amazing. He's fucking old school Rondo de- defensively with Tony Allen's mentality. He's, I think he's the defensive player of the year. He, oh, he's a beast. I think he is. He, and he's so much fun to watch live. Yeah. If you ever see a, a live yeah. Celtics game, Irving's handles and Smart's defense are yeah. the most amazing yeah. things to see in person. But 20 seconds on the shot clock, throws the three up in the fourth quarter, hits the back of the fucking rim, bounces back to him, does it again. I know. I thought it was going in. I, w- I thought I was going to pull two fists <laughs> no, full of what, hair out smart. of my head. But the thing is... It's Mark is smart, but it's not but smart. The, but, but you know, you know what? It's the way it's smart is. But the thing is, what killed me in that game before we get the free agency last night, it was, a, was like, where was he on defense in the last play? Uh, and he Tice, wasn't Tice in the game. I love Dan Tice, but he just no, had, he had a, a hand Tice up. Tice had a great game. But I was like, Stevens put smart in. And if the ball... On that... Horford blocks it. The ball's bouncing around. If Marcus Smart isn't in there, he gets the ball. The game is over. I thought they but had I was it. Like, where is he? Yeah. No, it was, like, it was a disaster. It, it was Brad a disaster. Brad Stevens has had a little ending. weird year, too. But, you know. I think a lot of it has to do with trying to get his boy in the game. You know, Because his boy doesn't belong in the game. Gordon Hayward is yeah. somebody I, gotta I understand. Say that it's a weird thing about Hayward, though, because... When he's in the game without Kyrie and he's bringing the ball up, boy, he can pass. He can pass. And so he's, he's almost like a point guard. It's almost like you don't need him to score when he's in there. And Kyrie is not and a great it, distributor. He's not. Nah, he's, he's good. He's pretty good, but he's, he's not. He's good. He's not the great. The thing is, like, it's interesting that I'm with when Hayward comes in with Jalen Brown, because Jalen Brown's starting to play. When I love Jalen Brown. I do, too. So when Hayward looks for Brown and he gets in the ball, he doesn't dribble. He just throws the ball really quickly and, okay, and we're going again. But then Kyrie comes in as the dribble, 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 dribble thing, and I'm going, I don't know. I mean, you need Kyrie in the end because you got to make shots and closing, blah blah blah, because it's the NBA. But I mean, do I really want Anthony Davis and Kyrie? I'm starting to think about it. I honestly, I know everyone thinks it's crazy, but no, come on. Honestly, I, I don't know if I want either. That's the thing. The point. The, I'm wearing this T-shirt right now. It's got the like. It's got Morris, Smart, Brown, Rozier, Tatum, and Horford. And it's like, that was the fucking team last year. Yeah. And to watch these guys that don't have a star, let alone three or four, yeah. and they're doing what they did last season, that's so exciting. And it's so amazing to watch. And I know the East has gotten a lot more competitive than it was last year. It'll be a lot more difficult to get through the playoffs just to even get past the second round. It's not going to be a cakewalk. But I loved what they were doing and what they were building on. And Kyrie is amazing and he'll win you games alone. Right, which is what you need. But everybody needs to know their role. There's to bring back the Patriots a bit, that whole do your job element, to know what you're good at and to be that guy. Smart is a better distributor than Irving. Yeah, if he's you, a good player. No, I, I if you're starting those two guys that's why Smart should bring the ball down. Well, that's what's court. good because Kyrie can play off guard. He should be. And, and then but he does and he takes the pressure off, which is why which is why it kind of works. Excuse me. But I mean, there's just something. It, it's not this too much talent stuff. I, I just think it's a weird, um, weird ethos that Irving has brought in with this all AAU LeBron 
you know, I'm a leader. Stop it. He doesn't know how to lead. Stop and that's talking. Okay. It's all right. People are on his case for that. And this is where the media comes in, right? We can talk now about Kevin Durant and how he's just been kind of really critical of the media. And he is 157,000% right. The media narratives, especially in the NBA, are so concocted and they're so taken out of I, context. Yeah, that's true, but that's what they do. I mean, if it's there's totally no, what they if do, there's but no, the if there's no story, they'll make one up to have a story. It's so that's the soap too. opera. But you know, to Durant's thing and the Kyrie thing, oh, I just want to play ball. Aren't you? Well, Durant's on every Bill Simmons podcast there is. What are you talking about, yeah, man? No, You're talking about being on billions, Tevin Durant, and now you just want to play ball? That's the hypocrisy. <laughs> There's a total Come hypocrisy on. on this. It's really funny, actually. I would never side entirely with the players because with all the power they have now, I think it's slightly being misused. They're, they're doing exactly what, to the teams and ownership, what for so long they didn't want done to them. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, it's like, I guess if we're going to be the acting thing, you know, and we had a little power, you'd probably want to, like, use it too. Of course, 100%. But when you're the guys that are at the top of the pyramid, the LeBrons and the Durants and all that, like, think about LeBron and what he can do once he retires. He's doing it now and he's still playing. the The problem is he's doing it now. If he stopped trying to do it now... And he just really focused on playing because it's a stay in your lane sort of thing. And that doesn't mean shut up and dribble. I think they have a voice. They should use it when it comes to, to any sort of political statements, anything they want to make. Fucking make it. You've got the platform. Yeah. Don't I, confuse I, stay in your lane for shut up and dribble. Stay in your lane just means you're a basketball player at the fucking peak of his powers that is one or two of all time. You're the second or first best of all time, depending on who you talk to. I think you're two. But two is still a big fucking win. MJ's still number one to me, personally. But why not just focus on building the best team if you're going to play? And if you're not going to play and you want to go run an agency and you want to go start your brand and your production companies and all that shit, why not go do that? Like, the simultaneous shit, I think things get lost in the cracks, and all of a sudden you have the issues that the, the Lakers are having up until they kicked the shit out of us last night. Well, that's the other funny thing, because LeBron's older. I mean, he's not going to go for 34 every game, because he can't. He can't do it, but he decided he's going to do it for that game. But now it's like, dude, now you made your bed, you got to run with it. Now you got to get these people in the playoffs, because now, like, Sacramento, um, they got Barnes, and... Um, and the Cl- I don't know if the Clippers are going to sink. Well, the Clippers probably but, should at this point because yeah. the, the only way they wouldn't, the only way they make the playoffs yeah. at this point is if Gallinari stays healthy, which is like saying, <laughs> like, fuck, yeah. I don't know, man. What's the analogy for that? Yeah. Gallinari's not staying healthy. Yeah, that's like if the trains will be on time. Um, but with what was the oh the, the trade for? I was thinking about the truly the Philly trade. With Harris, which what a fucking well, with all the movement, Meritage to Milwaukee, um, and great then, trade, and then Gasol to Toronto, which I still weird don't think, trade. I don't think that's going to work. But no one gave up draft picks except Philly. Philly, Philly gave up like, draft picks for a rental. Have. Here's everything, and we they have. didn't need to do it. Take and it off. then they traded Fultz. Well, I know. <laughs> Yeah. That is the... I can't believe they traded Mark L. Fultz. It's a PR hit. You should have kept him for four years at least. No, I don't... Oh, at, at my a certain gosh. Point, at a certain point, I Ainge. do think you got to move on from Mark L. And I wish that kid the best. I really hope 
That, that's just a horrible story. If he can't turn I, it around. No, I get it for the kid. I feel bad for that. But in terms of like a business or the, the basketball decision, you traded the number one pick in one of the most loaded drafts in the history of the NBA. That's insane. Yeah. You traded him. I went, wow. For Jonathan Simmons. Said Simmons. Oh, it's an expiring and ev- contract. And everyone's like, oh, Jonathan Simmons is a really good player. Listen, I love Jonathan Simmons <laughs> on San Antonio. You can't look at a player that's only had success <laughs> under the greatest coach of all time. You can't. Because he went to Orlando, and what the fuck did he do? Oh, my God. Danny Ainge. No one's going to. That's why I don't think this tra- Davis thing is going to happen. I because they said last night, Ainge said last night, that there he was talking to one of the players, and no one can figure out who he was talking about, but that he was going to trade him last night. And I thought it had to be Rozier. Right. I did, too. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm No one ever wants to deal with Ainge. Know, and the only thing people want to talk to him about is Tatum. And I don't want a team without Tatum or Smart on it. I don't care if you trade Kyrie. I don't care if you trade Jalen. I don't. Tatum no. and Smart stay because Tatum's the future, and Smart's the heart. And I, I don't, any other guy, I don't really give a shit. It'll be interesting what happened because last night I'm thinking like Tatum. Uh, 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 since the Davis rumor started, I noticed that all the young players, and I think also Jalen's hand got better, so he's shooting better. And Smart's hand definitely got better because he's shooting better. Well, that January, so, he was the number one fucking three-point shooter in the league, yeah. percentage-wise. Well, guess what? It's fucking February, Marcus. Stop shooting threes. Yeah, he's but the not thing, Steph Curry. Yeah, but the thing that's crazy about I checked the statistics, Marcus Smart is shooting better three-point percentage-wise than Durant, Harden, and, uh, and Jimmy Butler. Well, Jimmy's that's, not a that's kind of that's, but, the, the other but two, still, sure. that's still kind of crazy. It is, and I mean, I think he, I think he was like sixty fifth in the in the league. Where the guy, so I'm like, okay, fine, but if if you, what was the point of this? Um, Celtics. We we you need to get. I think Davis is definitely worth it, but not with all this noise and all this stupid Rich Paul clutch sports. I can't. I don't want to go to Boston for whatever reason. It doesn't make any sense. It's like I thought it, you wanted to win. You actually paid fifty thousand dollars on a tampering charge to get to, to get this rumor off for the Lakers, and then you now you you did a backtrack because the league probably hammered you, and the Pelicans said, "Oh yeah, we'll show you. We're gonna out your whole deal here." And now everyone knows. It's like, oh yeah, well we want to go to Milwaukee too. Oh, we want to go to the Clippers too. And we go to the Knicks. I, th- I thought you wanted to win. And no one ever said anything about this with Anthony Davis. Dude, you're under contract. Well, that's the biggest what, issue When you right talk now about loyalty. With NBA players is nobody wants to fulfill their contract. Come they want to get moved prior to the end of it. And it's become the new norm. That's not something that's unique to Anthony Davis. It wasn't unique to Kyrie Irving. It's not unique. It hasn't been unique for a long time. It's the accepted norm in the NBA now. And people bitch about it, but it's kind of like, what are you bitching about? The league has accepted it. Everyone has totally accepted this I have a problem with it. I mean, come on. I don't have a problem with it because I just want to find the few guys that aren't going to do it. That's who I want to be Boston Celtics. The guys that are happy to be there. Exactly. And that want to be there. Yeah. And they're not going to make waves. If Those you are the guys that want on the I team. I mean, Garnett didn't want to come, and he said, then he said he wished he came earlier. Yeah. So it's like, and he's talk, talking about Davis, you should go to the Lakers. I'm like, I don't know still why he said that. That still bothers it, me. Some, Simmons mentioned this. I haven't heard yeah. this from anybody else, but it's really fucking fascinating. I don't think it'll happen. 
But he's like, realistically, he hired Rich Paul and Clutch Sports to get to the Lakers. It could not have been more of a disaster and gone more sideways. Because the, the intent was to get there now. Right. Before Boston could enter the foray. Right. Just, right. So if he didn't do his job, what if CAA or somebody kind of stumbles along and is like, you know what, if you're ready to move on from this fucking sideshow and sign with a real agency, we'll make sure to get oh, you a good deal. That's a good, so that's if a he good leaves, if, it, if Davis leaves from Rich Paul and Clutch, fires him, what a fucking disaster. Now that's a, a drama. That's a story that's yeah, kind of like, wow, now what do you want? Yeah, because this is to me is being orchestrated by the agent. Well, which has been orchestrated by LeBron. By LeBron yeah. Which is now he he's made this whole bet in LA and Lavar <laughs> saying Lonzo's better than LeBron. <laughs> I, I kinda like Lavar. He's a very <laughs> odd duck man. But now LeBron has to deal with this and now everyone's loaded up and I'm just sitting there like I did like the Celtics I was looking they're gonna have to win like their last twenty odd games. They're they're almost going to have to lose one or two and hope that um, Toronto. Cause I don't think they can catch Milwaukee, but Toronto's going to have to lose like five or six games in this. And I don't think that's going to happen. But but I don't think this Gasol thing with Ibaka is going to work very well. So here's my thing on the trades: just to bl- blast through the big three in the East. Tobias Harris to the Phillies. The, the, the Phillies, the Sixers. Good so by, that was a good move. It was a fucking... I've always liked Harris. He's a great player. I liked him when he was in Orlando. But and think Detroit. about when Chris Paul went to the Rockets a couple years ago. Oh, God. What was everyone saying? There's one basketball. Right. How are they going to do it? You got four fucking guys that right. need the ball in their hand exactly. now. Exactly. Congrats, Philly. You gave up every asset you have for another guy who needs and the fucking Mark ball Calvos. in his hand. Every asset. Every asset for another guy. They were talking about that with two in Houston. Now you've got four fucking players that I need know. the ball. It's nuts. I don't think it's going to work. I think it's going to be a shit show. Butler's just going to be more pissed. Oh, Butler's gone. He'll be a more malcontent throughout the season. Yeah. I think Philly's plummeting. I really don't see it as a good thing for them. I don't need... Well, the, the nice thing about Harris is that he's a no-waves guy, and I think that locker room needs him. Because they need a guy who's going to be quiet and just sure. going to play, and it's a good... Because everyone's yapping in that place. So I think he's actually going to calm that place down a little bit. But in terms of a rental, like he's also... He's also um, uh, insurance that Butler's going to leave and they'll sign Harris. Yeah. But now I'm thinking, like, well, if the Knicks, let's say the Knicks get the third pick. Mm-hmm. And so everyone goes, oh, they didn't get Zion. You know, the third pick in this year's draft might be pretty good, actually. But they say, okay, he's gone. And then Durant doesn't want to go, correct. You know, they go down the list and you end up with Boogie Cousins and Tobias Harris on the Knicks, or even maybe Walker. But I'm like, how does New York handle that? Well, the free agency, when come July, we're going to have to do this again. Because it's just a, a oh. catastrophe. I think it's a guarantee Clay stays put. I think it's, I think everyone's going to stay put. I think Kawhi's going to the Clippers. I think that's a pretty solid bet. Oh, right. That I, might I be do right. think he's going to move. Yeah. And I do think KD is going to go to New York. I used to think that. I really did. I actually thought this before all this crazy stuff, stuff happened. But I don't think he's going now. I think because he... <laughs> these guys. I this is the other thing about the sorry media. <clears throat> James Dolan is a moron. Correct. Penn Station hasn't been renovated for so long because of James Dolan. 
mm-hmm. because he doesn't want to do anything. Yeah. And that's kind of like a pox on New York City that you let this guy do this and look at the sports teams. The Knicks haven't won since Richard Nixon was president. <laughs> and I don't know anything about the Rangers as we discussed. Yeah, so exactly. Like... But, I mean, it's embarrassing. And there, So you want to go with that guy? Which is why I think the Pelicans thing is weird. I wish they would just go to Seattle and get over it, with. I really just but, <laughs> think, oh, God, I wish that Dolan would just sell the team he's to not, somebody competent. He's not going to do I, he it. Won't. No, he never It's $4 will. billion. Dollars, and they didn't do it. This is the other thing about it. He doesn't have to move. No. Because the valuations just keep going up because he owns all these things. Pieces of land, the real estate. And, yeah, yeah, and I'm just like, this is, and this is why. Like, I when I went, I got a lot. My rich friends from business school, but man, they worked. This guy thanks dad. Oh my god, I can't stand him. Yeah, and they're not gonna. So you want to be Kevin Durant and Kyrie's like, oh, I've always trusted the Knicks organization of honor. Blah blah blah. Oh, shut up. Well, it's lip service at this point. It's I lip know, service. but please, James Dolan. It's like, oh yeah, I've always liked. Uh, I was always like, you know, this guy because he's such a good. Owner. He's a terrible owner. I just think the rich climbing connection with Durant, his manager, his business agent. I think that's. <laughs> what's going to get him to New York because he is so infiltrated in the Knicks organization and he has just wanted for so long to be involved. Uh, and I think okay, he but, can sell Durant. He can okay, t- all right. So you come to New York, the big market, nightclubs, do the J.R. Smith, you know, go to the club and punch somebody out, get arrested, whatever. I don't know. what You know, Durant just wants to play ball. Okay, fine. But what are you going to do? How many sneakers are you going to have to sell? I mean, come on. I mean, how many movies are you going to have to sell with streaming services now that nobody watches anything anymore? I mean, come on. It's, what is this gonna, about? It's going to be his city. It's going to be his city. He's, I, he's, in, he's in a great situation right now, but it's starting to get shaky. They're going to win again. I really think Golden State wins again. But afterwards it's kind of like still, what's left I'm, to do here i and still KD, think the celtics are going to win i said it last year I, I still i still believe the celtics are going to win i really do i hope to god you're right and i hope to god i start liking them more before then um, as think, a unit i still think they're going to because win. individually i love every single player i really do love every player on the I, team but as a unit I, it's just it hasn't been nearly as much fun as it was to watch last year well there's more people but that you know i just i just think they're going to win and um, and I still think now, even that Sacramento pick they have, even though it's going to be in mid-first round, it's going to be a gem. Because the Philly, the Sixers traded Markel Fultz. It Just karma yeah, to be worse. They picked up this middling first rounder for Tatum and the first rounder. And it turns out to be like Joe Moran or, from Murray or, State. Or, you know, <laughs> and, the next Donovan Mitchell. Right, or Bold Bowl comes in. You know? Right? No, that's kind of what happened in. to Robert Williams I last know, year. exactly. Or Rondo was a 20 or something. It'll be like that. Everyone will go, I can't believe it, we traded... Um, you know, Ball Ball and Jason Tatum for Jonathan Simmons. Listen, as long as it's not James Young or Fab Mello, I'll oh, be happy. Oh, boy. I kind of like James Young. Uh, I didn't. He never did it for me. Oh, boy. But so Durant, I think, will end up in New York personally with all the ties he has. And I think a lot of his reaction right now to everybody in the media is kind of getting pissed off that they know his move. He's reacting like somebody who has planned a surprise party for somebody else, and it's been outed. And he's mad about it. Like, oh, I worked so I hard. Like, that. that's kind of how he's that's behaving. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. And I think, I think his, uh, his yeah. secret is spilled, and it's been talked about so much that he's annoyed by it. Kyrie's not acting that way. 
I honestly think they're going to get Kemba and Durant. I hope they get Zion because I would love to see those three play together at MSG. I don't think Kyrie's going anywhere. I don't know if I'm happy or sad about that. I don't know. But personally, if I had to guess and make a bet right now, that's what I'd say. I'd say Durant, Kemba, and Zion to the Knicks. Well, let's say the Knicks get three. All right. And so Atlanta, you know who Atlanta with Zion might be interesting? It would. Because John Collins it would is be interesting. killing it. As right long now. as it's not Phoenix or Chicago, I don't want either of them to have well, Chicago Zion. would be interesting with Zion, actually. That team's a mess. It's a disaster. It's a, now Otto Porter, great. What does that do? I know. What the hell? Oh, what? The Wizards. Remember last year when everyone said the Wizards are going to be a contender? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, what about I, don't, us? I don't care. And this is another thing. John Wall, it's terrible. He ruptures his Achilles, same foot with his heel spurs. But don't tell me he slipped at home and break. What was he doing Who at was home? It? Somebody did that carrying venison I like know. a decade ago. It was Oh, yeah, it was hunting. It was somebody on the Rockies, I think. <laughs> like Clint Barnes or somebody. Was some, oh, yeah, it was carrying Jeremy. John Wall, please. You, you didn't slip on your kitchen floor and, get, and no one said anything. Yeah, I've, I've heard some people say some things. Yeah. <laughs> but it's kind of like, I think people are just so, please, come on. We're not even yeah, going to acknowledge how Yeah, and now they're just jettisoning their whole team. The funny thing is they play better. Because actually, Washington's bench is really good. So I'm thinking, like, maybe Washington goes in the tank and they get <laughs> Maybe. I don't think they'll make it. Honestly, with the other teams, with New York, Atlanta, Phoenix, and Chicago, I don't think there's a chance Washington gets there. I know, but I just hope if, if there is a way that the Kings, because now the Kings are going for it. They're going for the playoffs. Oh, or the Cavs. But God almighty, if Zion goes to the Cavs. No, they're, they've had an, they've used up their karma in the first round. I hope look. so. Because the thing is, like, now LeBron has to play because he's made the, his bed. So he's got to get in the play. Playoffs. If so they maybe don't get into the playoffs, if the Lakers don't make oh, it, that's no, a catastrophe. Yeah, that's the thing. But So maybe they kick the Kings out to get him into the lottery, and the Celtics pick up that half a percentage chance, and they get the number two pick. Oh, man. <laughs> that's, people can dream, but that would be so good. Well, these are dreams. And then all of a sudden, we're like, you traded Jonathan Simmons for Jason Tatum and R.J. Barrett. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? Oh, but to funny. keep going through the East, so the Phillies, the Phillies, Jesus, yeah. i got to stop calling them that. The Sixers, it's just not going to work, I don't think. We'll see. Indiana's playing pretty well after losing Oladipo. They're kind of now the Celtics from last year, right? Kind of. They lose their guy, and they're just kind of going, yeah, he's phenomenal. Yeah. The Raptors, the Gasol fit is I weird. I don't like that trade. He hasn't been playing. And they just Lowry much hates for the GM. And Kawhi's back's hurt up. It's a real And it's weird... still Toronto. And they're not a grit and grind team. Kawhi brought a you whole know? bunch of defense that really didn't exist before that. But I don't think much of Ibaka's defense at this stage But you can't play Ibaka and Gasol together on the same floor. It doesn't work. To... See, Siakam has it. had a great year. And Siakam yeah. is, is a good, like, he can do 3-4-5. But you put Ibaka and Gasol in there, they, kinda, they both have the same game. And they get in, they get each other's way. They tried that with Ibaka in in uh, OKC when he was younger. They tried putting him at, at the power forward slot and just kind of throwing a big out there next to him. Right, but now it's like and it didn't work as well it as it has no, in Toronto. Yeah, so I don't think I don't like that. I don't. I kind of like Valanciunas too. And, and I, it was a and really Delon weird Wright was up. good. Valanciunas was really good for them. Yeah, and Wright was really good for them too. So I I just don't see Toronto. 
I, I mean, I've never liked them. And then Milwaukee, that Miritich pickup was pretty good. It was fucking great. Yeah. That's the one. That's a Honestly, good. Milwaukee's already at the number and one coach slot. coach is really good. They got a great coach. They've yeah. got pretty much, unless Harden keeps turning it on, the MVP of the league in Giannis. Yeah. And, and Miritich just fits perfectly, perfectly for, for that team. And I always liked Miritich. Yeah. I liked him in Chicago. I really liked him in New Orleans last yeah. year in the playoffs yeah. with Rondo Holiday and Davis, that was a mean team. And then the thing is, is they're so well coached, and Brogdon's such a good point guard. They they don't make stupid mistakes. Although it's still Milwaukee. That's but that's the weird thing with this whole Rich Paul and Davis wants to go to Milwaukee. I'm like, where 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 did that come from? You just picked like the MVPs and so let's get the people. He just like, picked come, places that yeah, didn't yeah. have the assets to get him and could never but even enter it the fray. Doesn't make any sense. But th- no, this it is, was this bullshit. Is bad agency. It, no, man. it was terrible. Because nobody, unless the Knicks get the number one pick and for whatever fucking reason want to trade Zion for a year of Anthony Davis, which is asinine. I, that's a good question. I wouldn't do it. Would you? You think Have you Davis seen his will game? play a year anywhere else except the Lakers? Not necessarily, but if you're the Celtics, you've got a reason to believe you can keep him. Pairing him with Kyrie, the culture... Everything they've done, even the new damn training facility. Like, yeah, thing is you've got Garnett, you've got all these people saying, like, listen, this is where you want to be. Right. Who the fuck is selling the Knicks to him? If he gets traded to New York, yeah, you're playing in the Mecca, that's great. You got nobody alongside you unless they do make those free agency moves. But there's no way that they could they have the assets to get him there in the first place because it would take more than just Zion. Well, They'd they, have to they match tra- salaries at least. Well, then they'll give him Knox and Frankie in. And who else? Trash. De- and Dennis Smith, maybe. And then maybe throw in another pick. I mean, that... that That's one, actually not a bad package. It's not a bad package. But the thing is, they still have to get the number one pick. But it, it still comes back down to me. Like, who wants to be under that owner? Who wants to work there? I'm just saying. I mean, that's just like, you, look at Porzingis. Porzingis, I want to go to New York. I love New York, blah, 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 blah. And now he can't wait to kick him out. Just, he's out the door. He wants to say something, but he can't. Yeah. This is, this is people have short memories. Remember, Por, I, I love Porzingis. I mean, I was thinking like, I, oh boy, that Porzingis would have been looked at good and green. Well, there, was, <laughs> there was that three-day window before Phil Jackson left where Actually, we thought he might be coming. There was kind of a strange trade talk. Yeah, I don't. Re- I don't remember it involving Tatum either. The thing is, with I, the the pick I get um, from Dallas, I get Dennis Smith. But if you got a pick and Jalen Brown for Porzingis, and you're the Knicks, you got to do that deal. A pick and Jalen, yeah. Oh hell yeah. Yeah, you got to do that deal. And the thing is, they didn't shop him around. This is like when the the Patriots got rid of Garoppolo for a you know a, a bag of beans. Yeah. Remember. You know, it's but like I, it's like NFL no trades much... are so different. I can't yeah. make sense of any of them. Yeah, but really still, it's like NFL I mean, trades. to me, I don't know anything about it too. But the guy's a, a quarterback. I mean, Porzingis is a franchise player. He's a number four pick in the country. I mean, this is the other thing about the Lakers. Why doesn't anyone getting D'Angelo Russell's number two when they trade him. How come no one says anything bad about Magic Johnson? He's done a terrible job. Did he jo- trade Russell? Was he, he there for that? He wasn't there for that yet, right? I think he was. I don't I don't know. That's cra- I mean, if well, he was, anyway, if he wasn't there, if I got that wrong, look at the things he screwed up with the Tatum. He should have taken Tatum. And then he's, he brings in LeBron. And now he's got this mess. Now he wants to get Melo. Can you imagine <laughs> LeVar Ball? Like, picture this. LeVar, it's picture a, some guy. Magic Johnson's in a terrible job. Picture some guy from fucking Swansea, all right, <laughs> that just decides his son 
is so good, he's going to play for the Boston Celtics. And all he does through the entire college and draft process is go, my boy's going to the Boston Celtics. We won't play anywhere else. As a matter of fact, we got our own shoes. Everything. He's the best player since he's better than Steph Curry. He, like, this is LeVar Ball. Yeah. I mean, what the fuck? Who in God's name would allow that? Like, of course, he's got great court like vision. He, I, I'm, I just think... I think he's hilarious. As his own person, sure, fine. Right. But as someone being manipulated by his scheme, <laughs> how fucking stupid do you have to be? Well, that's what I mean. It's this, this is... Like, if you're going to be in these positions with these kinds of executives, like Dole and their magic doing this crazy thing, shake it up, the magic Do you think Danny ball, Ainge is listening to fucking Polly from Swansea? I know. This is what I don't understand. And this is why I'm just like... This is why I hate the Lakers. I can't stand them. And I can't stand the fans. I mean, the town's fine, but the fans, oh. Because this is what they go for. And if you're going to go to Miami or New York or L.A. because you want to do the nightlife and the movie, it's called streaming. It's the internet, folks. It's over. It's not the same thing. You have to be in a big market. Maybe you want to have some fun with your boys and stuff like that, but it doesn't matter anymore. You think anybody cared in San Antonio about the nightlife? No. No. (laughs) No, they went to play. And I, I get, I'm really happy for these guys. In all honesty, I'm really happy that they get to enjoy their money and their lifestyle because the generations before them did not. I'm happy for them as people. As a fan that just wants to watch these guys making all this money by giving their heart and soul to the team, and I want to read books about it 30 years from now, and I want to watch documentaries, it's really fucking disappointing. Yeah, it, but the, the, this thing's been going. Russell was coming out of New York all the time when he was in Boston. He, would, you know, and and Wilt was going back from Philly and New York all the time. I mean, these guys are always doing this stuff back in the day. And then, you know, there wasn't all the planes and stuff. They're driving or taking a crazy train or, or buses sometimes. So you know, all this kind of stuff has existed before, but it always comes back down to it. Especially now, you got to look at who freaking owns the team. If you got a freaking like, I don't want to get into the politics, but look, if you got a madman running something, you don't want to be there, well, you and you look, think you're going to change that? You don't give have, me a you freaking You really don't have break. to look further than Kraft. He bought the team 25 years ago. Oh man, he, he bought the New England Patriots 25 years ago with his well, own money. And guess what happened 17 years ago? Yeah, they started fucking winning Super Bowls, and they started getting there every year. It took him eight years to get personnel underneath him that and he the, trusted to get the personnel underneath and them. The dude, the 70-year-old Jewish guy from Boston is hanging out with Meek Mill. Oh, and getting, neck- <laughs> and getting necklaces made And Snoop. I mean, right. it's the craziest but he's just, thing. He's the he guy. Just, it starts at the top. Yeah. Anywhere. It starts at the I top I know. Anywhere. That's what I'm saying. So why, like, when Kyrie's like, I love, I respect the Knicks organization. You know what, dude? You are the dumbest. I'm sorry. Shut up. <laughs> it's a weird thing to say. It's on the list of many weird things Kyrie has said. I, and I fucking, like, I love him. He is so amazing to watch. Yeah, As a he, basketball player, yeah. he's amazing. I I kind of wish he wasn't the old, oldest guy on the team besides Horford. Oh, because, Baines. <laughs> well, yeah, Baines is a, he's not starting anymore. I love Baines. He's great. Oh, I just, I wish that Kyrie were, 23 or 22 so that somebody could step like smart could be like i'm the leader because smart can lead 
Or I wish Horford wouldn't be so passive and he would step up and say, listen, I'm the guy. Hayward mm. could be that guy, but he hasn't earned the stripes yet. And you can tell he's fucking a deer in the headlights. He's just so lost out there and he wants to do yeah, everything he's right. he's getting better though. I mean, I'm with you. I mean, it's frustrating, but I mean, I, I still think he's going to be okay. I don't know if it's going to be this year, but he, he can pass. And, and I think in a, by April, I think he's going to be a good playmaker and you're going to need him. I, I hope I, so. I do, I, yeah, me too. I, I really hope so, hope so, 100%. I just really want Kyrie to be the Clay Thompson of the Boston Celtics. I want him to be the guy that doesn't have the responsibility of leading because that's not his strength. No. But is free to do all of the things that make it his team. And whoever the Steph would be doesn't have to be Steph-level Steph because Steph, that is his team. But if it could be somebody that really is just the way Ken Casey's the fucking front man for the Dropkick Murphys, but he's the bassist. Right. You know what I mean? And you let Al think, Bar sing, yeah. and he is the singer and the lead vocalist. The funny thing is I actually think Jalen Brown is kind of the leader of the Celtics in a weird, quiet way. I wish he'd step up and do it no, vocally. I, just, I don't think he needs to do it vocally. Somebody when he, needs he, to. But he does it when he says something when you need to say it. And intellectually, he's definitely the smartest person in the team. Unbelievable. That's a thing with Kyrie, and we love him to death, but I think he overrates his intelligence sometimes. It's like, dude, come on. <laughs> he's an educated, well-spoken guy. Yeah, like, but I'm just I, like, I Jalen is smart. <laughs> Jalen is brilliant. Yeah, come on. He's proven So, that. you know, I actually think Jalen's Jalen's got it right, and I, I, I don't... I know I'm a Celtics fan, and I, I fall in love with all the players. Heck, you know... I didn't want to get rid of Isaiah, but I'm like, okay, what are you going to do? But I've been thinking about ways to get him back recently. So oh. I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of like, what if, you know, oh, man, wouldn't it be great if his hip was healthy and we got him as like the sixth man off the bench? I know. I just hope that this Davis thing works itself out in a normal way because I don't want to mortgage everybody no. just to get him. And listen, I know we, he's we a great having... player, but what has the guy won? I don't understand. I know it's the pieces around him, blah, blah, blah. But what has he won? Listen, that team last year was good. Yeah, they he, had he couldn't win. They would, if they had Boogie, they would have, may have gone pretty far. I think even without him, I mean, with him, they were a monster. But without him, I mean, he still had Miritich, Rondo, Holiday. Holiday is so underrated. Come on. Holiday is an animal on yeah. both sides yeah, of the ball. He's, he's, he's phenomenal. Underrated. I love Actually, watching all, him. The play. Holidays are one of the best basketball families there are. I mean, every one of the holidays can play. They're Justin's not like the Plumleys. He's not. Dr- no, they're not like the Plum- <laughs> don't knock. I watched or Mason the, the other night. Good. I, the Plumleys, I can't stand. There's like Mason a million kicks Plum- a mass in Although, Brooklyn. Although, like, the there's going to be the new the Duke Jones boys are going to be pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, the if he if you get I don't know the Davis thing. It just I just hope I know Ainge really wants him. I know he does. We weren't having this conversation the way we're talking about the assets that are going to be potentially mortgaged for Davis the, well, in 08. We weren't having this conversation in 08. We were like, give up everyone not named Paul Pierce and Ray Allen for Garnett. And they did. And there was much rejoicing. You know, that was it. It was just kind of like, fuck it. We're not even considering anything else. Give them yeah, picks, but I give remember people players, didn't want to get everything. rid of Al Jefferson at that time either. Yeah, but no one was real. Al Jefferson, even at he that was, time, was nowhere near the way people think or believe Jason Tatum is 
Tatum. I don't know. Al Jefferson that time was like the top big man at the time. One of the top big prospects. Guys. He still wasn't. No, he like, was like the best inside score man, the best inside score at the time. People but he didn't couldn't want to get fucking rid of him. rebound. He couldn't block. I, he he was pretty high up there at the time. People kind of forget. I mean, I don't want to get rid of Tatum, but I don't want to get rid of all these guys just to start over again if this guy's gonna bolt. Even if he doesn't, there's an injury risk with him. A lot of these other guys don't have that injury risk. I just get back to what has the guy won? Yeah. You know, Garnett, at least with it, the, the pile of scrubs he had in Minnesota. He was dragging them. He brought him to, to the conference the playoffs, championships. The conference you know, championships, yeah. You know, come on. Like, you know, and, and, and I think Davis, is, you're right, has more parts than Garnett ever had in all these guys. I th- actually think, I actually think Towns is better than Davis in a way sometimes. You know, I don't know. Would you rather? Okay, let's put it this way. Would you rather have Embiid or Davis? Embiid. Yeah, me too. Yeah, because and I would never say that a year ago because I was certain That's that the poor guy guy's I want. foot, I want from- uh, his foot was just gonna crumble yeah, underneath him. I right. was like, that poor dude. Like, right. He's really shown himself to be healthy right. and strong, and he's worked his ass off to get where he is, he's and monster. he's playing a full season. And would you rather have if Porzingis is healthy, Davis or Porzingis? Davis. Mm, that's a tough one. I'd, if they're both healthy, at the peak of yeah. their powers, health-wise. I kind of want Porzingis. Porzingis is younger, so if that's a, if we're if that matters, if that if he's still twenty-three in this scenario, yeah, hundred percent, because the youth thing is real, and you can still play. I don't know how Davis and Horford would work together. I think Porzingis and Horford would work beautifully. That's I, Porzingis. <laughs> I, that's why I'm kind of mad at the Knicks for doing that deal so quickly, because oh boy. Yeah, but you know what? Porzingis. They wanted. It, it, think about that. It's the all-time greatest international player going to in Dirk, and then you have the greatest international player since Porzingis. And Porzingis was the first one in a long time, maybe and now since you get Dirk. The other youngest with with Doncic, uh, so it's kind of like Doncic is like God. That's going to be so much. You fun know who's to watch. playing well is Bagley actually. Yeah, yeah, Bagley's he's playing doing really well. Sacramento on the whole has been doing. No, really they're bringing well. a Duke. They're going. They're actually Harry Giles has been playing. I know. Well. I love Giles. Yeah. I do. I mean, that team is actually kind of interesting. So that's why I'm thinking now. LeBron, in a weird way, LeBron doing all this stupid stuff. Now he has to play. Because he's got to get him in there, and hopefully he can kick Sacramento down. Yeah, and then he'll get that pick back, and then it'll be everything. Anything be in the lottery for the sack. Because pick the is Memphis great. pick is also going to be really good. Because that Memphis, Memphis pick is going to be great. Yeah, I think the Memphis pick. I don't know if it's going to even convey next year. They could be no. They could. They could get it unprotected in two well, years. Who's? I, oh, I, what are they going to have next year? It's just going to be Jackson. They'll probably trade Conley either over the summer or by the next trade deadline. Right. Who the fuck is left? Yeah, they're not gonna, like they're they're oh, uh, gonna get it. a top six pick next year, right? And then and then, um, but who the Miami, who just oh Philly traded the Miami pick to yeah. What is with that pick? Why does everyone... The magical 2021 unprotected Miami pick? Why does everyone? No one wants it. Yeah, but why? But why was everyone saying it's so valuable? I'm trying to figure out: Is Miami going to be that bad in 2021? But I'm thinking, like, why does everybody think that's such a valuable well, pick? Because it's an anything can Is happen. it unprotected? Who, who, yeah, 100% unprotected. <laughs> that's the that's thing. And why. everyone's kind of like, well, shit. Those gonna, don't fall off trees anymore. Do, who, do they know who's, like, in, like, junior high school already? Who's going to be good in 2021? <laughs> but imagine if that's a top five pick. Yeah, what that's a true. fucking catastrophe that is. That's true. 
That's true. It's it's really anything goes. So we've got two more years before it conveys, and a lot can happen in two years. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Like a lot can happen in like th- in a month, which is why I still I I, I I'm gonna just stake and sell it. Excuse me. Stay and take heaven. Last year, I, I told everybody, I still believe the Celtics are going to win the championship. I still do. Nobody matches up if they can get through. But it's a big if. But I still think they match up better with Golden State than any other team. They can throw waves of different people at them. And, I, you know, and, and I'm just hoping that the Celtics get either Cantor or DeAndre Jordan. And that matches up with Boogie if Baines is hurt. For the playoffs. Yeah. Cantor wouldn't be bad. I don't really... I mean, I just want to... Did Tyson Chandler get bought out? I I feel like he's not on the Lakers anymore. No, he was playing last night. Yeah, he was in last night. But he's terrible. He's He's done. Robin Lopez would be interesting. Oh, Robin Lopez is real. But it's the coach. Budenholzer is a great coach. You know, he got screwed in Atlanta. He really did. Yeah. Because he's a great coach, and like you know, he's got that team playing so well. He does, you know. But I still don't trust them. I love Middleton, but I don't trust them. That's why I think the the Celtics are going to win. I what, I think we talked this a long time ago that this might be the year that you could beat LA in every sport in every made in one year. The Grand Slam, yeah. The Grand Slam, Boston wet dream. Could you imagine? Is that? to beat New York and LA, but. In the same year, and it, now it's twice. I couldn't imagine that. I couldn't imagine <laughs> it could like happen. The Lakers Celtics finals this year just upset, upset. I know it would be just kind of, kind of fun. But I mean, it's gonna be Golden State. It's in California. We'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hope we get there, man. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll no. wrap things up here yeah. and just. Oh shoot! We didn't even really touch about the, the draft picks, but we'll, or the free agency. No, we'll come back in July and do yeah, that. Once I mean, the draft gets announced and July 1st happens, we can talk all kinds of shit about that. Yeah. But for now, man, let's just be grateful that we're from Massachusetts and we did literally <laughs> nothing to earn this fandom. I know. We were just born in the right city at the right time. You know, most of it is really luck. That's why like, <laughs> when I talk to my family sometimes and now, it's like, who do you think we're going to play? And I said, what are you talking about? You know, in the playoffs, who do you think we're going to play? You think we're going to play the Texans or the Chargers? I was like, what's this we? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, we're just a fortunate few that I happen mean, to be born in the right about? longitude and latitude points. <laughs> like, I'm on the team, and I'm like, what kind of, like, misplaced, like, insecure craziness have you put in your yeah. brain that now you're part of the team, you're sitting on the bench, and you're like, what are you, the I'm salary cap manager? Oh, I'm totally fucking You're a banker. Shit, <laughs> <laughs> sure, we're going to play. You just, you feel it too much, man. And it's kind of like, <laughs> fuck, but it's 100% right. But but it is true. I mean, it is. It is true. Like it's. Well, let's anyway. let's hope for the best with all this, man. Yeah. Good Celtics season. Great Sox season. Great Pat season. Congrats to all Boston fans. Yeah. Apologies hope to everyone those who kids hates are better us. Better in that fight. And uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll touch base with this and we'll get it going again sometime in the summer after Boston. <laughs> Thanks everybody for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll have some regular non-sports-related real tales coming at you next week. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Real Tales from the Bar Side. Be sure to tip your bartenders and tip us by subscribing, liking, leaving us a review. That stuff helps 
like hell, and we really appreciate it. So thank you again. Hope you enjoyed yourself, and we'll catch you next week.